0: Hi, and welcome to Fan Slash Fiction with Andrew Slash Zach. I'm Andrew Gum, And I'm Zach Dunsing. And this week we speak with our good friend and collaborator, Harrison Cooper, about what, in his humble opinion, is the worst piece of fan fiction ever written.
1: And I reveal a transgression for which I will never forgive Andrew. Yeah, he really won't. I've tried. He didn't try that hard. (laughs) Okay, great. So what was the what was the the snap decision you had to jump to?
2: Um I so we're we're going to be doing our honeymoon sometime next year, but finances mm. are complicated and I think Alicia was just getting mm. a little ahead of herself and was like, "I found cheap tickets to London." And I was like, "We can't commit to those dates, Alicia." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please please yeah, stop. At least once like, during every podcast and this is part of the 25% that I end up editing out of the podcast. At least once during the podcast. Andrew yells out, "I found cheap tickets to London. Let's yeah, go."
2: It's, just, it's a thing with me. It's a thing.
1: With yeah. Me. <laughs> Pretty I, uh, weird. <laughs> Congratulations by the way.
2: Thank you. You know, we ended up not getting the tickets, but you know, I'm th- thank you for recognizing <laughs> that it was a possibility. <laughs>
0: Um, Harrison is our good friend who, well, we can, we can do this more formally at some point, but.
1: Well, well, in a second, we'll have Harrison sort of explain our relation, his relationship to us. But in the meantime, we can say that our good friend Harrison recently got married. Unfortunately, we were not able to make it. That's kind of a thing for Andrew. Yeah. That's sort of his of number one move.
0: All the people that are like most important to me in my life. I, uh, I miss their weddings. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah. 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 But Sarah Beth was there, Andrew's sister, who we just recorded a podcast with.
0: Yeah. So that's fun. You may have already Keeping heard it that. Keeping in podcast. the family. Harrison and Sarah Beth are also very good friends. We, uh, we're staying real close to the circle for these initial interviews. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's actually – Sarah is the reason why I, I knew Harrison, and then Harrison and Zach have become friends subsequently as well. So,
1: mm-hmm. look at that. And – that seems like a good intro. Harrison, would you like to explain sort of how you met both of us and what our relationship is and uh, how we became friends?
2: Yeah. So obviously, um, I uh, Sarah Beth is one of my closest friends in the entire world. She just uh, gave a toast at my wedding and then we stayed at her place mm-hmm. on our way back to Portland. And then a couple years ago, you guys were working on a book, right? A comic book. And you reached out to me because I was looking to get into comic book art as as a career. Mm-hmm. And we kind of developed a collabora- collaboration relationship. And, you know, obviously, because that was several years ago, that book is completely mm-hmm. finished and long gone. And we're, yep. we're very successful now.
1: Yeah, it was yep. very successful. I think it was on all the top 100 mm-hmm. charts. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars. And Casey Kasem talked about it all the time.
0: I'm just like, Casey, stop it. Yeah. You're embarrassing us talking about our comic all the
2: time. Is, yeah. is Casey Kasem still alive? I
0: don't even know no. who that is, but I like the reference. He was, he was shaggy. <laughs> Millennials.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah, he was shaggy. Casey Kasem. Casey
0: no. Kasem was shaggy? Yeah as in from Scooby Doo? Oh yeah, he was also
2: I mean, he was a radio he was a DJ. He was a radio Oh. He
1: You're telling me he was the voice of Shaggy in the he, original are, show? Are you
2: serious? You guys didn't know this? That was my primary No,
1: I just only know him as the as the as the radio personality. I know him I'm first as
2: Shaggy. That I don't even know who
0: we're talking
1: about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
2: Yeah, so he uh he, he he did radio. He did I guess uh American Top 40. Yeah, that's right. Um until 2009, mm. and he also was the voice of Whoa Norval Shaggy Rogers. His name is Norval I guess Rogers. His name is Norval.
1: You know, this is Wikipedia is up. a beautiful thing. See, yes. W- see, we're anyways, look, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> Before we get too off track here. Suffice to say Harrison has been illustrating our comic book for the past couple of years. We just finished our first issue and it is neither out nor wildly successful, but I, hopefully we'll get there.
2: I would like to clarify it's not cuz I'm a slow drawer cuz I uh That's true. It's it's cuz I'm busy it's, and it's, and we we went through about factors. We went through a lot of a lot of tweaking with that story. So
1: We went through a lot of revisions we've done. I think that that I think that that's the amount of time that it was supposed to take.
2: Yeah. Yep, um, um,
0: because and... I believe that God is watching over us and has ordained mm-hmm. our every move and that mm-hmm. we are trapped in mm-hmm. our fate. So of course it mm-hmm. took two years to finish mm-hmm. because there's
2: no such thing as free will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not free will because it's going to be millions of dollars is how yeah, much we're going to make.
0: So uh, this is the last time you'll be hearing from us because we're going to be rolling in that sweet, sweet single issue of a comic money.
2: So. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Get yep. ready, America.
2: <laughs> and the comic is lots of setup and no follow through. Okay. Well,
0: yes. I will also say just that Harrison is a very, very talented illustrator as well. So um, you know, if you are listening to this and would like to see that, that's probably the only way that anyone will ever see the comic. So just like reach out and we'll just Send you a PDF. We'll give you
1: a copy of the comic. That's easy. Okay. So, Harrison recently brought up what was sounded like a very influential bit of fan fiction, not only to him, but to uh, seemingly the fan fiction world. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think its relationship with the rest of the fan fiction community is strained at best. Okay. But it is, I would describe it as important culturally okay
1: got it so yeah just lay it on us what's the name what's the what's the concept so, and I, then explain to us like in the best amount of detail I th- what happens in this thing
2: I think I need to give a little bit of context so
1: growing up I was very much so hoping you would say that <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gonna be a bit personal because this um
2: right. I I, I'm sad to say I have a feeling that this this piece of work, this piece of literature that that we're about to talk talk about, um, probably had an outsized influence on me and my life um, in a way that I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to be too happy about when I really think about it. But um, so growing up hey. in like middle school through high school, I kind of had the same. Group of friends. uh We're we're still, you know, we're still all close. They
1: all came to my wedding. um
0: My sister's among them.
1: Was one of them Andrew? uh yeah, I was, No, I was, I no. Was
0: periphery. I mean, I was just like Sarah's older brother.
1: No, I mean, was one of the ones who came to your wedding, Andrew? Oh no! Stop
2: rubbing it in. No, Andrew. Oh. Andrew, I believe had <laughs> Hamilton tickets. So you know, you uh, know what's so funny?
0: I missed Zach's wedding because. Of Hamlet, and I missed yours because of Hamilton, which is basically the Hamlet of musical theater. So,
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: the sad I'm thing so is, sorry, Lin-Manuel Miranda was. You there. say I'm rubbing it in, but you're not doing yourself, yeah, any favors I here, know. Andrew. I'm
0: not proud of it. I'm not. I feel okay. bad. I felt bad immediately. I love you both. I hope that's clear. Yeah, it's right. clear. So it's clear. Same group of friends through middle school and high school, and <laughs> right. And,
2: so, so one of the things we would bond over was finding really terrible things to enjoy together.
1: Yes, as as many middle school children, often boys do. Yeah, as
2: all with all the all the changes and and all of the mm-hmm. homoeroticism of being a group of six young white boys in Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with that situation. Go on. <laughs> But the, you know, so we so we did the mystery science theater thing, um, and then we started branching out and finding stuff that wasn't on Mystery Science Theater or even things that were, like Monos the Hands of Fate is way better not Mystery Science Theaterified. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um But you know, we sought that stuff out. We 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 made a habit of it, and my friend Sean found supposedly the very worst fan fiction ever written. Interesting. Uh...
0: We haven't found the very worst. This is exciting.
2: And, and honestly, I have a feeling it's probably a lot like, you know, the, the, the worst movie ever made. You know how that's kind of... Sure. Pe- people argue about it, and the commonly accepted answer is incorrect. Because everybody says mm-hmm. that the the worst movie ever made is um, Plan Nine from Outer Space, which is false. Yeah. Plan Nine Planet from Outer Space is Plan Nine awesome. from
1: Outer Space. That's a great movie. Or Troll Two a, or The Room. A, Troll Two or, is great. Right?
0: Planet Nine from Outer Space is Edward
1: It is Edward. Yeah.
2: You know what the 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 real worst movie of all time. Well, so it's not the Room, because the Room at least has artistic vision, even though it's flawed it's weird. And, and weird. Um, yeah. it's not Troll Two because that movie's entertaining as hell. It's not plan sure. nine because also entertaining as hell and artistic vision is in there. Um, it's made
1: in Manhattan.
2: Made in Manhattan. With
1: Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it's uh, the worst movie ever made is, um, oh, damn it. It just it just escaped my mind. I just had it. It's um, the, the worst movie. Oh, no. You're killing me, Harrison. This, this oh, is, I
1: know. Ante- anticipation is destroying me right now. I'm
0: not good with this. I'm an instant gratification kind of guy, Harrison.
2: I know, I know. I'm sorry. I had it just a minute ago and then I was trying to think of the other ones. Um, this is great radio. The, the worst movie Oh, oh, the worst movie ever made is Monster a Go Go, 1965. Okay, what? Go on. That I'm listening. Worst worst movie I have ever seen. Hands the worst down. Movie
0: I've ever seen is Glitter. That movie was terrible. I watched like eighty percent of it and I stopped. Because I just couldn't continue.
1: Okay, Harrison, what is the movie again? And like, what's the title? And then what is it?
2: the The worst movie ever made, in my humble opinion, is Monster A Go Go. It's mm-hmm. uh, directed by Bill Rubain. It's basically your cookie cutter B
0: movie. Wait, 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 wait! Before you tell me, can I just guess? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it about a former Broadway choreographer who? <laughs> had a Broadway hit in years and is- Can I take you over? Yes, continue from there.
1: Okay, so he tries to adapt the film Monster starring Charlize Theron into a full-blown musical. Can
0: I pick it up? Then-
1: (laughs) Yes, your turn. uh, Back to you.
0: Then he gets lukewarm reviews for his adaptation of Monsters until he makes a pact with a secret cabal of actual monster go-go dancers and they come out and as literal monsters disguised in human skin, they act out the film monster as a choreographed dance. Yeah, that's the, that's the movie. I think that's good.
2: I mean, the, I think the problem you're running into here is the movie you just described sounds fantastic. I would watch the hell out of that movie. We're yeah. too good, Zach. We're too good. Yeah, the thing that makes Monster a Go Go the worst movie ever made is that. It is all set up, no follow through. There is no monster in the film, and it is, oh. it is, it's poorly filmed. Uh, the audio is terrible. Uh, mm. Actors are replaced halfway through, but you can't even really tell because it's like, it's filmed so poorly and it's boring. It's, it's just, it, I think it's, I don't even think it's quite feature length. I think it was like, Fifty minutes or something, but it felt like
1: an hour and a half. It fails on yeah. on every yeah, level. Yeah,
2: worst movie ever made. And this is somebody. This is coming from somebody who really enjoys that campy sixties. I mean, sure. I've, I've watched all of sixties Doctor Who. Like, I have a, I have a high tolerance for that kind of thing. Yeah, and,
1: yeah. What is I mean? What is the basic like basic premise of it? Like most basic premise.
2: Um, of the, the a mysterious capsule lands and. Scientists and the military freak out about it.
0: Okay, I mean that's a that's a Got decent it. setup.
2: I like mysterious capsules. Um, at the end, you find out that there was no monster, so it's not entirely clear what they were all freaking out about the whole time. Gotcha. Maybe it.
1: Got it. And this, you, this is 60s. You yeah. said
2: 1965.
1: Got, Got it. it. Okay. Got it.
0: So you, so you have a high tolerance for, and you have sought out sort of campy bad things as a part of your formative years. Which yeah. has prepared you
2: for this worst fan fiction? Well, now I feel like I've gotten a bit I've gotten a bit ahead of myself here because I, I feel like I'm gonna this is gonna sound like crazy sci fi stuff. This this
1: is a Harry Potter fan fiction. Okay, yeah. this is All right
2: up my alley, baby. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> you, yeah, you're you are uh, peddling within Andrew's wheelhouse yeah, right I... now. So
2: I mean, Andrew, this is I I think right
0: I read, right where you're gonna live. I read almost all of Harry Potter's sex year, so I am primed <laughs> for this conversation. Um mm-hmm.
1: okay, so Harrison, explain to us what the worst fan fiction ever is. Walk us through the whole okay. thing. Okay.
2: So this is this is a fan fiction called My Immortal. It is by an author who went by XXX. Bloody Wrists 666-XXX.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Classic title. So,
2: My Immortal. I mean, that's kind of a cool title.
1: My Immortal.
2: So just before I get going, and I have a few excerpts I would like to read from this, if that's all right. Um,
1: Please. Um, Great.
2: Bef- before I get going, I want to point out that there are a few kind of triggering things in this. It's, it's written by somebody who appears to be a teenage girl who is... Um mm-hmm. who subscribes. Have you ever heard of the subculture goth? Goth? Goth. Uh, you know, like the Visigoths. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like the Visigoths. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, Go
2: on. Yeah. Um, so as a result, there's Goths. It's also it's it's not very tastefully written. There's a lot of oppressive language. Um mm, there sure. there is um time to time.
1: There's there's Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for the heads up. There's on that, talk though, of
2: suicide and self harm, so that's that that is real. Um, it's not particularly well dealt with either, so that's you know it's it's not like it's gonna be cathartic for anybody. It's just dumb, um, and also you probably won't like it if you're a f-ing prep. So just putting that out there. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. So my immortal, I, I also want to specify that like every chapter starts with these authors' notes. An, it's I think that's a pretty common fanfic thing. Yeah. Um,
0: you'll hear you'll hear people bleed into the narrative and kind of talk about their process. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the italics
2: at the top and bottom. Yeah, and and this does that. My favorite thing about this story is is this this My Immortal is that the author's note is part of the experience. You have to read it. It okay. is it is so important. Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna dive in because.
1: Yeah, please. I'm so pri- I'm so ready for this. I'm so proud. So this is this.
2: chapter one, and they're very short chapters, so I'm just gonna read the entirety of chapter one. Authors okay. note Special Fangs, get it, because I'm Gothic. To my GF, Ew, not in that way, Raven, Bloody Tears Six Six Six, for helping me with the story and spelling. You rock. Justin, you're the love of my depressing life, you rock too. MCR Rocks. So um, I, I should point out for anybody who does not know, MCR is an abbreviation for My Chemical uh, Romance. My we My Chemical all Romance.
1: Okay, you know I don't know. Oh sh. I don't know what people know. <laughs> I I did not know that. I assume
0: most people wouldn't,
2: and that's. Zach, I'm a little bit worried you might be a prep.
1: (laughs) I'm a little bit worried now too. Sarah Beth schooled (laughs) me today, so I'm I'm all over the place. Much
0: more about things than I do.
1: I mean,
2: she knows way more about most things than most people. She is a master of history. This is true. Sure,
0: masters. Okay, so anyway, continuing on to her GF,
2: right. Raven
0: and my Raven and uh, my chemical romance all rock great right yeah so we're starting positive I like that yeah
2: yeah except she has a depressing life so that's that's important to know okay so then it gets into the story yeah of course yeah hi my name is ebony darkness dementia raven way and I have long ebony black hair that's how I got my name with purple streaks and red tips that reaches my mid back and icy blue eyes like limpid tears and a lot of people tell me I look like Amy Lee. Authors note: If you don't know who she is, get to hell out of here. I, <laughs> I like this. I like this gal. Go on. I'm not related to Gerard Way, but I wish I was because he's a major f***ing hottie. I am a vampire, but my teeth are straight and white. I have pale white skin. I am also a witch, and I go to a magic school called Hogwarts in England, where I'm in the seventh year. I'm 17. I'm a goth. In case you couldn't tell, and I wear mostly black. I love Hot Topic, and I buy all my clothes from there. For example, today I was wearing a black corset with matching lace around it, and a black leather mini skirt, pink fishnets, and black combat boots. I was Can I wearing pause black you
0: for a second. I'm gonna. I have no. to pause you. Yeah. Okay. Three things very quickly. Yeah. First things. Me first. Me first. Lot, me first. There's a lot to unpack right. here. Okay.
1: I called it. I called it. I called it. Go go. go. I love the fact. That there's a hot topic in Diagon Alley. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say. <laughs> I would assume it's in Nocturne Alley. That was my bit, Zach, but you got there first.
2: You uh. know, I think it might. I I think it might actually be in Hogsmeade. Yeah, well, th- I mean, that's just my guess.
0: Well, I mean, if you want to have a fresh, new, cool outfit, then you got to have it be accessible during yeah. kind of a normal weekend. You don't want to have to wait all the way till like a winter break. Anyway. Yeah,
2: I think Alter, she's going shopping regularly.
0: I don't know. Just if that
1: you have to go that. to a non magical store <laughs> to get gothware is fantastic <laughs> yeah, concept.
0: That's great. So she has to like go into the muggle world, theoretically, or Hot Topic is actually Wizard Run, which I like better. That it's really true. where wizards go. True,
1: true, true, true. Okay,
0: continue, continue.
2: Um, also, I do need to point out that she she references she's not related to Gerard Way. Gerard Way was the um, was the lead vocalist and frontman, I think, for for MCR, My Chemical Romance. Um, yeah, course. and if you don't know that, Zach, get the hell out of here. So, Look,
1: n- I'm n- fucking preppy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's what? What I find so strange about that is is that she she says she wishes she was related to him because he's a hottie. So like yeah that's that's a little bit that's a little
1: uh that's incestuous. Yeah.
2: Or or maybe she's just saying like maybe she would feel more attractive too. I I don't know. I don't know. I think she's into it. Okay. So that's weird.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's all, I mean it's also just weird that you would you would build a fandom around how like hot my chemical romance obviously is, <laughs> but not but intentionally not connect yourself to them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like she could claim it. Like this, is, she's making sure. this character. She
0: could say it's like it's your character. Whatever, make him a vampire wizard too. Have yeah, fun, Raven. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's interesting that someone would write this goth of a Hogwarts fan fiction and still be like, should they be related? No, that's too much. No, I can't yeah. go that far. That's that would be too much of a dream. That's yeah, crossing,
0: yeah, that's crossing a line. That's no one's gonna believe that. But,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, no no one would believe that. <laughs> um, okay, right. the wor- so, so go where on, was go I? On.
0: Please. Oh, right.
2: She was describing her outfit. I was wearing black lipstick, white foundation, black eyeliner, and red eyeshadow. I was walking outside Hogwarts. It was snowing and raining, so there was no sun, which I was very happy about. A lot of preps <laughs> stared at me. I put up my middle finger at them. Hey, Ebony, shouted a voice. I looked up. It was, and she puts in ellipses here for, you know, a pause, so I'll I'll give that to her. It was Draco Malfoy. Yeah, it was. What's (sighs) up, Draco? I asked. Nothing, he said shyly. But then I heard my friends call me, and I had to go away. That's the end of chapter one.
0: Oh, Draco is going to be her, like... Weird sex slave, I bet. Am I right? Oh, if only
2: mm. it was like actually like kinky like that. Like that would be interesting. But Some, like, yeah, I I don't think this. Y- you know, I think that would require a certain sexual maturity to even like get to that yeah. level of an idea. Certainly,
1: certainly, yeah, I, yeah.
0: Get, I get that. I get that. Just and like I mean, bad boy to flirt with, maybe
1: more. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting thing that we see when we. When you're looking at stuff that is written by both young boys and young girls is that like the boys version of that fantasy is like weird porno, like slut shaming nonsense.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's just like, yeah, it's just a total porno fantasy, but.
1: Yes. Yeah. But the girls version of that is like rarely that thing. And not just because it's like what an adolescent straight girl wants from a man is not. sex slave they just want like a boyfriend that's around them and nice to them you know
0: right yeah they're normal human beings because like if 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 young boys just could mature faster than their testicles yeah they would realize that what you really want as well is like a partner that you can talk to yeah well relate to and connect
1: I guess it's just what I'm what what's interesting to me is just sort of like how skewed the fantasy seems to be for a lot of young men.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I we've talked
1: obviously, about it obviously, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I mean, everything in our culture encourages men to think of women as property and encourages exactly. women to hope for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ho- women are put in an impossible position. And They're told that they just need to wait for a man to save them from that impossible position. I I, yeah, I think right.
0: that exactly Yeah, it's really it's it's bizarre. I think we're in the midst of a cultural shift. I hope so So I,
2: uh, I, I hope so. I hope so.
0: Yeah, let's see maybe um, our, well, maybe all of our sons will just be woke ass dudes that are like Just walk up to girls. They're interested in and be like hi. My name's Jeremy. I think that you're really nice Would you like to go for a walk later? God, I hope my son's that woke.
1: Jeremy. I hope your son's Jane, not named Jeremy. What the <laughs> f*** are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Jeremy Gum is a fine name. Uh, sure it I, is. I think Nicodemus is a lot stronger. I agree.
2: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> yeah, All right. We go. I'm sorry. C- we're get, we're well, going co- way off yeah. the rails real fast. Help us no, out I mean, here, Harrison. Get Chris. us back on track.
2: No, that's fine. I think that... This is this is the kind of thing it's like watching watching a bad movie with your friends. You need to stop and talk about it. Otherwise you can't handle sure. it. So I just want to get through a little bit more um this is forty-four chapters long and I haven't even read the whole thing. Not even yeah. not even me and Sean and, and you know our friends mm-hmm. back in the day could get through this whole thing.
1: How long um, the, how long are the chapters? About
2: that long, right? They're about a little bit longer. That was a short chapter, but like a page. Oh right. You know, okay. I, I downloaded it into a Word document and it's about a page twelve, size twelve, Times New Roman. I do want to get through so so okay, so chapter two. So we get author's note, fangs to Bloody Tears Six 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 for helping me with the chapter. BTW preps stop flaming my story, okay? So <laughs> what? So this, okay, yeah, we have to unpack this because this is really important. I think for for <laughs> understanding this this fan fiction,
1: um, the only way a prep like me is going to understand this is if you walk yeah, me through explain
2: it.
0: Explain it to Zach.
2: He's a real prep. <laughs> flaming is, uh, I think it's kind of an old internet slang for trolling. Is oh. is how that used to be. You're flaming. You're bringing fire. I don't know exactly why that's what it was called, but the idea is she's having a. With every chapter, she has this fight with the people that are commenting on her story. That and. Very
0: common. Just know mm-hmm. that. That's very common.
2: Okay. Well. In
0: Harry Potter sex year. It's happening here.
2: It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's big. Like it, it, it almost, I think it's really interesting that it was deleted from its original source, but I really wish I could read the comments that, that were written here because she, as the story goes on, she engages with them more and more and in more like destructive ways. Um, And it starts to invade the narrative. Is Um, it kind of
0: like a comedian who starts engaging (laughs) with like a heckling crowd and then just derails like, uh, like Kramer did maybe. Yeah. Like Michael Richards did Yeah.
1: Maybe, yeah. yeah. Except anonymous and on the internet, so a lot <laughs> worse.
0: Yeah, probably. That seems true. I mean, that was pretty bad. Kramer, Kramer did bad. Yeah, Kramer
1: bad. did not do well. Yeah. No. So basically, so we have enga- this setup
0: engaging with her haters, like calling out the haters.
2: Yeah. So so we have this setup in the story where um, she meets her friend Raven. Well, sorry, in the story her name is Willow, um, but there's an author's note: Raven, this is you. So this is, this is her friend, her friend Willow, and apparently Draco's into her, they decide to go on a date to Hogsmeade because Good Charlotte are performing in Hogsmeade, um, which leads <laughs> <Just> to
0: also <laughs> Wizards. See? Bring it in.
2: My Chemical Romance can be Wizards too. Yeah, exactly. Um, she says, oh my f***ing God, I screamed. I love GC. They are my favorite band, besides MCR. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So they've got good taste. They got great
0: wizard taste. Go on.
1: These sound these sound like the girls that we ran into at the In N Out Burger, Andrew.
0: Oh man, they sound so much like the girls we ran into at the In N Out Burger. The In N Out Girls? Yeah. We 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 were next to youths and immediately <laughs> realized that we were a thousand years old. So Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. The youths will do that. So chapter three. Um they've decided to go on this date. Authors note: Stop flaming the story preps, okay? Otherwise, fangs to the gothic people for the good reviews. Fangs again, Raven. Oh yeah. By the way, I don't own this or the lyrics for Good Shrallet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say Good Shrallet? I did. I did. Oh. I've actually. There's a lot of that, and I know you guys. Can Nobody have a has spell
1: check. I,
2: I think, yeah. well, Raven's supposed to be like checking for her is what she said. But I don't, I don't think Raven's very and good at it, is, it either. Raven
0: sounds like a fair weather friend to me. Raven's like there
2: for the good times, <laughs> not there all the time. <laughs> you, don't know how, the... <laughs> you don't know how right you are. She steals her sweater later and then they are not friends. In order to understand the next author's note, we need to get okay. a little bit further in the story. So um, Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, uh, she and Draco go to the Good Charlotte concert in Hogsmeade, and then well, he picks her up in in a flying car. He's wearing a simple plan T shirt. So because cool. of course they're cool, they're not going to wear shirts to to the band that they're going to see. I'm
0: sorry, um, would you wear the fucking weird sisters? No, because they're a real wizard band. We need like the dope, like fan fiction wizard band.
2: So he has this flying black Mercedes Benz. The license plate says six six six. Um, mm-hmm. they smoke cigarettes and drugs. Mm-hmm. And oh, we that's we cute, yeah. That's cute. We get some good Charlotte lyrics in here, um, which she repeatedly reminds us she doesn't own. She gets really angry when she thinks about the fact that Joel Madden is going out with Hillary <laughs> <f-ing> Duff. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I'm still mad about that. So identifying with this author.
2: <laughs> so Draco. Takes her, instead of going back to Hogwarts, he drove the car into da, 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 the da. Whomping Willow. The, the, close, the Forbidden Forest. So they go to the Forbidden the Forest.
0: Forbidden Forest.
2: Um, okay. Chapter four, author's note. I said, stop flaming, okay? Ebony's name is Enabee, not Mary Sue, okay? Draco is so in love with her that he is acting different. They knew each
1: other before. Okay, so clearly she's oh like. Oh my god! I love that all the the preps are calling Mary Sue on her story.
2: <laughs> yeah, which and I mean, Mary Sue is 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 a trope that
1: have yeah. you guys
2: talked about that on the on the podcast? We have not
1: yet. No, have would, you no like no to, would you like to Would you like to explain it?
2: About? What's Mary yeah. Sue? Actually, I have a take on it, so, so maybe it's good that okay. I get to explain it. So. The Perfect. classic idea of a Mary Sue is a character that is um, better than every other character, um, just oh, but like, just in like an informed kind of way. Snobby? No, not snobby. In in an actual like given attributes that would make her better.
1: So um, Ray from Force Awakens got a lot of Mary Sue yeah bullshit calls, like uh, like a lot of uh, flack. On the Mary Sue it's angle, like
0: it, too inherently moral, too
2: inherently talented, too right, blah, blah, and blah. it it's almost always informed too. We almost never see it. That's 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 mm-hmm. usually pretty critical. It's just that we are told, oh, they are the best at this and this and this, and everybody loves them, and and blah blah blah. Oh,
0: I, um, see. I I see. Instead of letting it happen naturally in the narrative, you it's like telling instead of showing that somebody is great
2: that is part of it and usually uh, another part of it is this idea that it's a self insert character too so this is somebody that you write as yourself in a fictional world so it's it's like the idea you get to be on the um crew of the starship enterprise and you're an even better captain than kirk is and and kirk is there telling you how great you are like like that would Got be that that would be a better
0: um, whereas if
2: i write myself into star
0: wars i write myself in as one of like the captives from just like a like a s- spice mine or something and i get brought onto the to the enterprise and i'm just crawling with parasites that infect like a few people <laughs> and they have to watch me burn and then like eject me into space and Andrew, just, like, hold
1: my we hand have quite a lot to master. get through. I don't know if we have time for your sadomasochistic <laughs> fantasies.
0: Got it. Got it. I just really, I'm just really vibing with this author. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> well, but so with the Mary Sue thing, real quick, that like, didn't that start as a trope in early, early science fiction that was like a very negative stereotype of. Women characters introduced in the story that were always like very one-dimensional but but very um, capable in a lot of ways, but sort of like I mean there, there's
0: like Sandra in- D from Greece.
1: The science fiction film *Grease*. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they fly away in that car at the end.
1: Do you not remember well, I just, the movie? It's sorry, it just in in most of the context, and this may not be how I I don't know a ton about the concept, but in most of the contexts that I've seen it recently, it's been stuff like the Ray thing or um, yeah.
2: Well, it the there's one a-
1: the, the it's been a very negative like male uh, yes blowback it is
2: very much a sexist trope. Most of the time when you see it used, it is men complaining about women getting any amount of, you know, competence or attention in a narrative. So, so yeah. And you really, I don't think you can divorce it from that. And, and I think that's important. And especially since we were kind of talking about gender with respect to this story before, I I think it's important to know this is, this is a teen girl and we kind of, as a society, don't ever respect teen girls so as i'm pushing no. this narrative of um this is the worst fan fiction ever written oh ha ha look at how look at how terrible this is um that should also be taken into account that we're in a culture that routinely decides that teenage girls are not worthy of respect and nothing that they mm. do matters.
1: sure yeah
2: mm. okay so she's pushing
0: back on haters,
2: like fairly.
0: Like she's she's being like she's advocating for herself and her story. Uh, and
1: there are lots of just
0: well pushy, preppy dudes that are that are hating on her. On her but chest. are but
1: are they even? But they're not. But they're not actually preppy. Like that's just that's the
0: pejorative for.
1: Well, you know, I mean that's like that's the worst thing she could think of. That's the opposite of what she sees herself as. They're just other people. like they're just other trolls. Trolling fan fiction, you yeah, know, like, and,
2: and I don't want to turn this into a full endorsement of my immortal as a, <laughs> a I don't know. Uh,
0: Everything I've heard so far is great, Harrison. You got to sell me that this is the worst <laughs> fan fiction so far. I am loving it. So tell me why it's bad because so far it's <laughs> great, Harrison. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> uh,
1: sure. Andrew, let's you and I try to. Shut up for a second. N- Shut up for a minute and just okay. get like a, like, okay. just let, let Harrison I'm, take I'm us home for through, a bit.
2: I'm almost through all of the things that I wanted to get there. So, so, okay. I'm, so there is a sex scene that I have to give to you. Um, okay. And this is really important. So this is in the forbidden forest. Um, cool. So I'm, I'm just going to go for it. Draco leaned in extra close and I looked into his Gothic red eyes. He was wearing colored contacts which revealed so much depressing sorrow and evilness. And then suddenly, I didn't feel mad anymore. And then, suddenly, just as I Draco kissed me passionately, Draco climbed on top of me, and we started to make out keenly against a tree. He took of my top, and I took of his clothes. I even took of my bra. Then he put his thingy into my you-know-what, And we did it Mm. for the first
1: time. Oh, no. It it, it gets better. It gets better?
2: Oh, Oh, (laughs) I screamed. I was beginning to get an orgasm. We started to kiss everywhere, and my pale body became all warm. And then, what the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers? It was Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore called them (laughs) 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 motherfuckers. That's not the Dumbledore I know. Oh shit! You and you and many people apparently, because the author's note for the following chapter says, "Stop flaming. If you flame, it means you're a prep or a poser." The only reason Dumbledore swore is because he had a headache, okay? And on top of that, he was mad at them for having sex. P.S. I'm not updating until I get five good reviews.
1: So she starts, like, threatening them. Don't worry, she keeps updating. Hang on. Oh, I was about to say, real talk. Harrison, did you give her five good reviews back in the day to keep it going? Oh,
0: I wish. If you didn't, you did not do your civic duty.
2: (laughs) You're right. I... I wonder if we even read the original. actually, that's an interesting thing. Mm. I don't know the timeline on this, but it is possible that we did read the original before it got taken down.
1: Oh this would have been I what could... this would have been round what for you what year
2: uh, that would have been probably two thousand seven probably
1: okay, yeah, this probably
2: all, this
0: all reads very much two thousand seven so yeah, yeah,
2: that checks out. The other thing is, I mean, if I could go back in time and and get to read this as it was coming out, I would be so happy. But, I mean, there can only be so much time travel because she does later time travel with Marty McFly, from what I understand, to go kill Wait, Tom Riddle.
0: Awesome? Dude, why are you saying this is the worst fan fiction?
2: I, that's that's what I said. It's Plan Night from Outer Space of fan fiction. Yeah.
1: Right. So Um, it's, yeah, it's still entertaining. It's not the worst.
2: There is, there is one more excerpt I need to give you guys. And, and I, I think this might legitimately be one of the greatest sentences ever written in all of all of English literature. So this is, this is in the next chapter. Um, this is when Dumbledore brings, brings them into professor Snape and professor McGonagall for some reason. And, um, Dumbledore yells, they were having sexual intercourse in the Forbidden Forest, he yelled in a furious voice. (laughs) Um, And here's the line. This is, Professor McGonagall says, why did you do such a thing, you mediocre dunces?
0: (laughs) Why did you do such a thing, you mediocre dunces? Yep.
2: Yep, you mediocre dunces. I love that. I
0: mean, does that mean that they're just like in the middle of the dunce category?
2: Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, there's a lot of ways to unpack that. It's like...
1: Yeah, calling somebody a mediocre dunce almost seems like a compliment because... (laughs) Yeah. You're you're not a full-blown dunce. You're
0: already, you're like below average, so if you're like a mediocre dunce, then you're not like the bottom of the dunce barrel. Mm -hmm. That's not too bad.
2: Yeah. Why did you do such a thing, you mediocre dunces, asked (sighs) Professor McGonagall. That's that's yeah. my favorite. I love that line,
0: and that sounds like McGonagall to me. So,
2: it, yeah. Um, so yeah the the whole the whole thing kind of goes off the rails there. They go to a few more concerts. Um, Snape and Lupin ride broomsticks up to their windows so they can perv on them. Apparently,
1: Ugh. Um, <laughs> I mean. If, I'm surprised there actually wasn't more of that in the films, not Snape or the <laughs> any of the professors, but I don't know why like none of Slytherin house weren't like peeping toms on there.
0: Yeah. Invisibility their cloaks exist. Like you're telling me there's an invisibility clo- cloak that is available and no one's perving really hard and they're all 15. I don't believe you. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> the inside of that cloak is a mess.
2: Yeah, but I mean, isn't that isn't that just what a fifteen-year-old person with with a penis will do with anything? Is just ejaculate out of it everywhere.
0: I mean,
1: pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
0: but that's also
2: an invisibility cloak. So, you, do you think? Know. Are you saying that you you think it would make it less effective?
1: Uh, oh, that yeah. Come on the cult cook, yeah. Of course, it makes it less effective. I don't yeah. know.
2: I don't know. I feel like it could like it can tolerate like dirt and stuff. Like, but it's like
0: you're a wizard, so it's like magical semen. So, and it has the word "see" in it, so you can see it. Do, hold on.
2: Do Do you mean semen. to tell me that wizard Wizard semen is magic?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't think that holds up.
0: Uh. If you think that a wizard can be magic and a wizard semen cannot be magic, I challenge you to read *The Wizards of Earthsea*. I haven't read it, so you should just read it and tell me if
1: there's any magic. Read this random book (laughs) and tell me where. where, Tell me where it lands on wizard semen. (laughs) Uh, Oh, jeez! What fun we have! any final thoughts on my immortal
2: well I do think I need to say there's there is debate amongst scholars I guess um, yeah. whether okay. or not this was all written by the same person so ah there this is, is like a, a moment- classic
1: Shakespeare scenario
2: yeah it is this is this is the Shakespeare of our time mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah there's the argument is. It kind of starts to shift tone after a while. The spelling mistakes become more frequent. There's a theory that Raven stopped spell checking for her. Um, Oh,
1: I bet (laughs) Raven
0: had a falling out. We know that Raven's a fair weather friend.
1: Yeah, well, did you say something about a sweater?
0: Yeah, yeah, she takes her sweater at once. Literally,
1: the weather wasn't fair enough, so she took her sweater to wear it.
0: Oh, Raven. Go yeah. on, tell us the story about the sweater.
2: I don't know, I just remember this... I, I forgot this bit. Um, in Author's Note to Chapter 7, um, Stop flaming or I'll report you. Ebony isn't a Mary Sue, okay? She isn't perfect. She is a Satanist. <laughs> she has problems. Uh, there's nothing wrong with She's being depressed.
0: a Satanist. You can be a Mary Sue and a Satanist.
2: Yeah, uh, obviously. She, she seems to think that that counts. But as as the story goes on there's this the things about it that are funny are like amped up to the point where it starts to feel a bit unlikely that somebody would do these things by accident so for example um Uh, spelling come c-o-m-e for hey like come here as c-u-m um Uh the um consistent misspellings of people's names in ways that doesn't really make sense how you would type it, Um, writing Uh masticated instead of masturbated. Got it. it. So it it becomes a parody
0: uh of itself instead of just a delightful story about a vampire witch who shops at Topic and has a lovely steamy romance with Draco Malfoy. Yeah. It becomes a parody of itself. Ugh. Is that... Artistic integrity. (laughs)
2: Well, the the other possibility, though, yeah. is that she kind of figured out what she had and started playing it up.
1: That's what it seems like.
2: Like it might. I mean, not there's be a lot of else did.
1: Hmm. There's a lot of stuff that we've read where where it is amplified in that way. Like it's so intentionally misspelled, and like that Carmen Sandiego one is bringing to the mind. But it's just so all intentional. That, that was the one with the. the
2: place. That was the one where Carmen Sandiego has sex with Satan, right? Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. And they and spell Carmen San Diego like five different ways, one of them being
0: <laughs> Caramel San Francisco. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Yeah,
2: that yeah is. um I mean here we have um Valdempert, a Yeah, it's it's huh. just um so so the argument is you know how much do we actually get to enjoy this as something real because I, I do feel like there is this sense where it's like if somebody set out to make something bad it's not as fun as if they set out to make something good and it it was bad
1: sure yeah it's less i mean that's it's a it's a hoax at that point
2: yeah so i'm
0: like getting punked
2: well,
1: yeah, yeah and, and uh... i think that that's
2: that's part of it. That's probably honestly why we never finished it. It, it starts so strong and then it kind of just devolves yeah. into the law. So random humor that was really popular back then with, well, the yeah, kids. that's the
1: thing. Like once, once, once they realize they're, once they try to make themselves in on the joke, then like, what's the point? Yeah, Yeah.
0: I see. That's mm-hmm. interesting. That's interesting. The idea that like, you could start out with something with one artistic intention, and then while you're making it live, you're receiving feedback, and that feedback is changing it. So you're watching this thing turn into a completely different thing over the course of the story.
1: And it's- Well, that's, that's essentially what Tommy Wiseau did with The Room. He started out to try to make his vision, It's Insane. And then once he realized that, like, people thought it was hilarious, he just sort of capitalized on that.
0: Right. Well, then he was like, yeah. oh, now that's the idea. Now it's funny. So I get it that it's funny. And so yeah. now you're doing, oh, yeah,
2: yeah. But the difference is The Room is a single work that was created with- It's still with...
1: brilliant in its yeah. own, right, yeah. It,
2: it is it is created with pure artistic vision start to finish. I don't think he yeah. knew what he had until after. No. Which, if you follow Tommy Wiseau's career at all- um he made a sitcom for Hulu a little while back. Um
1: it really? called,
2: yeah. It was called The Neighbors. Um and he stars in it as two separate characters. It's never explained why he plays two different people. Um Oh my god. it's um wait, was it called The Neighbors? I'm googling it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was called it was called The Neighbors. Um and it's give give it a shot if if you liked the room, but it's bad. It's not even um it's because he he knew he was in on the joke he he was in on the joke when he made that
1: it's monster um, go go bad not not it's bad room in a different bad. way
2: because I think monster go go is bad, probably because they ran out of money or something some practical sure. this is bad because he's in on so the joke that's... of the room he he's he's cashing yeah. in on the fact that people think that the things that he makes are funny.
1: It's like when children are like, say stuff that's so absurd, it's really funny. And then once they realize you're laughing at them, they try to recreate it. And you're like, that's stupid, Randall. (laughs) Like you're not, you're not actually clever. You're not a funny kid. You just accidentally said something that was funny.
2: Or or, yeah. Like when a kid misunderstands a joke and then they try to like Mm -hmm. recreate it. Like when I was a kid, I, um, somebody told me a joke. It was, um, what do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhino and the, the punchline is elephino. Mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a plan elephino. <laughs> but I didn't know that yeah. I didn't know what hell if I know was. So instead I thought everybody was laughing because I just, you, you combine the words. So then I started like telling all these oh. jokes where it's like, Oh, what do you get when you cross a giraffe and a lion, a dryan? Actually, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's a pretty good joke, though. <laughs> Bad example, but oh, um... you're Ryan!
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god!
1: Oh man! Yeah. All right. And final thoughts.
2: Um, I think I said everything I needed to say about this. I'm curious what you guys, what you, what you guys make of this in your, in your journey considering it might not even be a real genuine expression of artistic desire. My (laughs) feeling about it is
0: that it, it fits very neatly into a category that we've seen before, which is just, yes, you love a fandom. You want to have a story like with yourself in it. And so you're, you're putting kind of a, an idealized version of yourself and the things you like into a Mm -hmm. narrative with the other things that you like. And it seems to me like a lot of haters were flaming on this girl's a lot of you know, preppies. Yeah, those preps were flaming <clears> on her, such as myself. Her expression. I bet that I... Zach would have been one of those preps that were flaming. Yeah, her back in the it's
1: true. <laughs> Zach, have you even ever been in a hot topic? Dude, I don't go near that place. Prep. They don't have any of my colors. They don't have anything that's pastel in there.
0: Yeah, they have no polos. <laughs> <Not a single laughs> they have no polos.
1: They have no sandals.
0: <laughs> I um, No puka shell necklaces. No frosted
2: tips to be seen.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I do, Andrew, I think I maybe have a bit of a darker take on it. Um, okay. If you'll indulge me some cynicism. Please. Um, <laughs> Please. If I believe the first couple chapters are genuine. Um, yes, I think it might've gotten taken over by someone. I think it got forgotten. Um, and somebody found their way into the account and I think that they finished it. And I don't know. I think that actually says something kind of dark about the way people are willing to spend their time. Hmm. Um, I, I think that, you know, we, you guys have been talking a lot on your podcast about how, um, You know, what is, what is this thing? What is this drive to create? And why do you do it when there's no monetary reward? You know, what is that? What is that real thing? And I think maybe sometimes the answer is to like with people. I mean, we see it a lot. I think these days, like it's, it's that Mm. troll mentality, which has really kind of taken over.
1: I mean, if we're to assume the scenario you just laid out is correct, I think it's, I think it's both versions of the, of why we do it. I think it's it's to connect to people, which was the first impulse. That didn't work. Obviously, that poor goth girl killed herself, and then somebody oh, took it over geez. just to fuck with people. I I, I assume do, she's sorry. Fine. Harrison wasn't getting dark enough for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> my my feeling about that is just that, like, I think you're right. I think that there are lots of motivations to make things. And I think that the basic creative impulse is a positive one to make something cause you want it to exist. But I think that that can easily be subverted by things like, so even if it's still her that's writing this thing, that it's like she let, she let the negativity get to her mm-hmm. to a point that she started doing something differently as a reaction and now she's not writing it because she wants to tell the story anymore. She's now she's writing it to like fuck with people or like as an act of self-flagellation or something like that and it becomes a and it becomes a darker impulse cuz we can, can I- make any good thing bad if we're coming from a bad place when we're doing it, you know.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's still an act of creation, I think and it's it's mm-hmm. Can I propose one possible positive alternate theory? Yeah, she started writing this much relatively young, like younger than the characters in the story, um, as a very angsty, gothy, sexually naive preteen, and then went through puberty, got a boyfriend, had a selfie, uh, has has a healthy life, revisited that material, realized how silly it was. And then continued writing it and played up that silliness because she thought it was funny, but also it you know inherently ruined the the material. Mm. Okay, I
0: okay. like that version. In that version, she's happy, so that's the one I like.
1: Do you know why you <laughs> like that
0: version, Andrew? Because I want people to be happy and have good lives.
1: No, because it's a fluffy fan, fan fiction fanfiction I just wrote. Hey,
2: what my man? We're writing fanfic <laughs> about <laughs> fanfic now.
0: Yeah, we need to... In
1: podcast.
0: Yeah, we need to to get Sarah in on this one to help us unpack that. Like, if we're writing fanfiction about the authors of fanfiction, that's, you know... Meta-fanfic. Yeah, dude.
1: Oh, fuck. It's it's already been done, I'm sure.
0: I know. It's all been done. Well, Harrison, I thank you so much for sharing the greatest piece of fanfiction ever written. Mm -hmm. That's
1: your words. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know why it's mm -hmm. the greatest piece ever written? Because it's the greatest piece to you, man. Yeah. And that means yeah. all the world to us.
2: Well, if if you disagree, you're probably a prep. Yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Zach?
1: Or a poser. All right. <laughs> Seriously. Good night, Andrew. Good night, Good night, Harrison.
0: Good night, Harrison. Good night, Zach.
2: <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs>
1: but i inadvertently told a joke about not inver- not inadvertently uh, deliberately it was verdant i told it was R- yeah. verdant i told a joke about cinderella getting eaten out for probably 5 years before i understood before i knew what it was <laughs> What? To like adults and like teachers and and friends.
0: What is the joke? I need to know what? the joke.
1: Oh, fuck, I don't even. Let me see. The punch. I mean, the punchline is that she's she was eaten out at a ball, and
2: oh, I assumed it was going to have to do with line. the seven dwarves.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's not like that's not verbatim the punchline. <laughs> oh wait, I no, just that was no, White. I don't remember the joke but i think i mean i could piece something together along the lines of
2: we're doing some comedic archaeology right now
1: she gets magic panties from her um fairy godmother that will (laughs) got it turn into a pumpkin at midnight gotcha and then something about her because she goes to a ball with a bunch of other fantasy people the punchline has something to do with Peter Peter the Pumpkin Eater. Oh. It's the components are there. I can't piece it together, but. It's but you didn't know me why it was funny. I had no idea why it was funny. I, I mean, <laughs> it's not funny, but I had no idea why it was dirty. And yeah. I told so many people and strangers that joke when I was like <laughs> nine. Yeah.
0: I, uh, when I was in kindergarten, I had the person right in front of me in like a sharing circle. Told one of those, uh, what do you get when you uh, have a, a so-and-so with a so-and-so? A so-and-so. And everybody laughs. And, uh-huh. Or like, what do you call a so-and-so? Anyway, you know, those kind of jokes. I can literally think of no examples because it's like a traumatic <laughs> sure. memory. Sure. Uh, so I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. He just made that up on the spot. I can do that. And so um, I said, what do you get when you cross a guy? What do you get? What do you call a guy who works with crab? Because I just seen uh, the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm.
1: Said,
0: a guy with a pinched nose, which is what Sebastian the crab does to the mm-hmm. chef. And n- nobody laughed. The teacher just said, "Like very good," and then moved on to the next student. And I'm oh, I've used still, that, and I. Still, still feel that shame.
1: <laughs> Do you think that to this day that's the reason why you feel compelled to entertain people because Maybe. of that traumatic I gotta, event? Like, I
0: got to try to win it back, but it's a losing battle. Well, the no thing is, is from like,
2: it'll never be enough. I feel like every subsequent shame has only increased the need, right?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's a it created a feedback loop for sure. The, yeah, that's this a... podcast is just one of many dark expressions of that feedback loop yikes uh... It's Andrew again. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of this stuff, go to fanfiction.show or pretty much anywhere else you go to get your podcasts. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so at xandrew at fanfiction.show. Our Twitter and Instagram handles are at fanfictionshow if you want to see some silly stuff. Today we spoke about Monster A Go Go. My Immortal by XX Midnight Essence XX, American Top 40 with Casey Kasem, Scooby Doo, and Mystery Science Theater 3000. So feel free to check those things out if you're a total dork. See you next time!